You know, one of the main complaints that um, people have about this show, we've been doing it for quite a few years now, is the fact that they say that we talk over each other. Um, so I'm thinking, shall we do it all radio style, where when I'm about to speak, I'll raise my finger. When you're about to speak, you raise your finger. Look who's going Okay, make sure you raise the right finger. And do I have to call you ma'am or something? No, that's okay. That's optional. Um, should we start? Let's start. Welcome to the Shabby and Man podcast. We are partners, parents, podcasters, broadcasters. Oh, sorry, your fingers up. And everything else in between. What are we talking about today? We've got lots on our plate, actually. Well, I know what we can start with. They say that January is a very gloomy month. The skies are grey. There was Blue Monday recently. So there's there's lots of things I've been reading about. Obviously, you know, if you read through the papers on in January, it's things to lift your mood, mm. to make you feel better. And um, no, I can't remember any of them as it happens. No, I can. Well, one was that you should take a cold shower every day. And I think that's something that you you actually do take a cold shower, don't you? When I say cold shower, I don't mean a full cold shower. I mean right at the end, a little bit of cold water. No, I think our 17-year-old does, but I am a bit of a chicken there. I take a shower every single day, and I like it extra hot. Why? Well, every time you take his thing, why do you mention his age? He's not in the media, you know. Uh, so and so, age 17. No, because I don't like to take his name every time. It's easier to say either "hamara bada wala bacha." Just say "kide kibi." Ah, yeah. So kide uh, likes that actually. In fact. If ever I go in for a shower right after he's been, I feel that the water temperature is set to very cold for my liking. Sorry, on a totally different subject, I'm going on a tangent now. Hmm. How does it feel that your kid is going to be 18 this year? Oh my god. It is one of those things. I mean, I've been dreading next year for the longest time ever because next year is when he sits his A levels and goes off to uni. I'm sorry, but you're sounding like it's a TV record now. It's going to be tough. You, every, you can't mention him without saying this. Yes, it's going to be hard. I feel it's going to be very What hard. What were you doing when you were eighteen? Going around the world, I had a backpack. Of course not. I went off to university, and you took a gap year. No, I didn't. I had the best time ever. I didn't. Have, I didn't need to find myself when I was eighteen. I wanted to lose myself first. So that was a lot of fun. What else is there on your list of mood lifters? A uh, cold shower is definitely out for me. I'm happy. No, I, I can't remember. The one was that get up early in the morning, which we and, do, and hear the birds chirp. Depends yeah. on where you live. Yeah, not. Which is very strange because we don't live anywhere near the sea. Hmm. But I'm sure I hear seagulls. Yes, we do. Which is very Now strange. Now and then, isn't it? Huh. Uh, I think it was also. It also had things like um, helping others or. doing something unselfishly and unconditionally for somebody else go for a power walk huh. those things make sense you know i think oh i tell you one which i remember now i thought that this is very rare for you it said slap on a little bit of red lipstick it is now i don't do it because i end up looking like the joker yeah. but um, you don't wear a, a red lipstick do you unless i'm on stage i don't wear red lipstick no it's not me at all And in fact, only the other day I posted on my personal social media an old throwback photo of me on stage with red, red lipstick on. And to me, what that why what does red lipstick uh, uh, equate with you? No, I think with everyone, a red lipstick is meant to be a mood booster because it is meant to make a woman feel like a goddess, a diva, someone who's extremely appealing to others and not even appealing. What is the right word? Some is sexy. and uh, you know uh, s- someone who is um, uh, no yeah i know you're scribbling something down not like a hooker but uh, i wasn't yeah, sure whether i should say it loudly yeah it's it's, it's just meant to make you feel good and sexy about yourself and uh, i think i don't think it 
personally sits right with my um, makeup palette and my my wonderful makeup girl that day actually she said look it doesn't matter what you prefer it matches your outfit perfectly and it's about being on stage and looking glam so just go for it and she also told me something which has stuck with me ever since she said that red is one of those rare colors if you pick the right shade it suits every skin type it isn't something meant only for women who are peaches and cream complexion it is not something which looks good only on dark skin it is something that virtually every skin tone can carry off but you have to know which shade of red red to pick which i don't you mean there's many shades of red many far too many more than 50 no, i mean dark red yeah crimson red there, there's so many ruby red crimson i don't even know what the what the technical names are but there are, there are shades and shades and variations and variations and there are some that look absolutely perfect and they say that it's a bit like um for men i suppose it would have to be a watch or the perfect car uh when you find your shade you know it even a tie yeah when you find the right right one that's the one and you stick with it and we don't have that much we can experiment with it's got to be ties or socks or shoes watches hand watches mm obviously yeah but you don't really change your watch that much once you've got a watch you've got a watch yeah that's true what else is there on your list anything else yeah and there's one more which i remember which was that uh Every year you should do a Mary Kondo kind of thing. You should chuck away all the things you don't want. I do that. And reorganize your wardrobe. Yeah, I do that. I feel that that is part of my system. It's part of my psyche only because when we were in India for a long time my dad was in a transferable job so we would be moving cities every few years and when you do that automatically every time you move, every time you pack your things to be put in a box and then shipped to another city or to be in a loaded on to trucks and moved to another city invariably you end up uh, you know what is the word decluttering decluttering your wardrobe and in well, that is that is not a choice that you have to do when you're moving no but i'm saying a choice out of choice you look at your cupboard you say you know my ek kabhi pehne wali nahi ha I think it's it is a very English sensibility I feel that you know a lot of people say that when they buy two new things they always end up discarding two other things as well because there there are only so many things well, that you can wear I think the charity shop uh, culture what yeah. is thrift stores in if you're in America yeah, yeah. that is not really there in India hmm. is it it's mostly that anything that doesn't that you you finished with you don't yeah. want to use huh. you pass it on to your servants so to your household help yeah absolutely help. it becomes a duster it becomes a pocha it becomes something or the other and you pass it on to household help um so yeah because there's always someone who's extremely grateful to get hand me downs right um so that does actually sound like a very good idea i think it would definitely be a mood list mood lifter for people to e i think lockdown taught us that we don't need to buy so many new things but each time we buy there's always scope for discarding something that we don't use anymore. And just like red lipstick, there mm. was another one which yes. I remember which was uh, that you should especially generally should buy yourself a posh candle or some nice scent. I don't know why. What is the correlation between what in Jan? I mean any time no, of the year. Start of the, start of the year to lift your to, to get your mood ready for the whole year. Yeah. Of course, I have a very different take on that. Mm. I wait for the December sales to buy my one deodorant. Mm. You know, so every year either I'm all spice or I'm brute. Oh my gosh! Okay, there you go. Um, I don't buy into that at all. I don't. I don't think that mood, uplifting your mood, is something that is needed only in Jan. And I also don't feel that it is something that external forces can make you feel better only up to a point. unless you're feeling that sunshine in your heart 
none of this is going to help. That is my take. No, that's all I remember now. That's surprised. I'm surprised they don't have things like, you know, listen to a, a, an old favorite song or watch a, a, a movie that you like or read a novel that you know back to front and still it takes you home. It takes you to a very loved and comforting place. Bake something. Make something with your hands like knit, dance, sew, paint. Maybe they're waiting for you to write this article. Yeah, maybe I maybe should. Maybe you should uh, get in touch with them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, mood lifters, you know, if, if, if there's anything. Is there anything on that list which you would have added something that lifts your mood i think you like going for a walk right even on the coldest bleakest darkest day you always like to go out for a walk that is something i don't understand yeah and uh bargains lift my mood doesn't matter if it costs one p or it costs oh that's a desi thing pounds. i think that's the desi dna is it yeah. anything that says sale gets your attention immediately yeah it does um let's talk about something else once your mood has been lifted there's something there's a word game that's become quite a rage all across the world right i see people posting their scores or posting their that's right guesses. be a winner at wordle mm. i don't think there's anyone who is not you know on twitter mm. i'm a twitter person mm. all people do is post their score basically for anyone who doesn't know what wordle is mm. you've got six attempts to guess a word a five letter word a five letter a word. five letter word is posted every single day you've got six attempts to guess what it is when you put one letter which is correct which is correct it tells you that this letter is in the word but it is it in the right place or it is not in it's the right place? It's to do with colour. Is it yellow? Yeah, something like that. I think it's yellow, it's in the right place and it's uh, green or grey if it's in the wrong Considering place. how many million five-letter words there must be in the English language. No, no, but everyone has a technique. Huh. Everyone uses the same word to start with. You know, they, they choose a word. Huh. Someone said I choose a word I'm with J. A Someone said I choose a word with W. And that's how they work it out. I'm a wordscapes person. I play wordscapes on on the tube every single day for a good 40 minutes. I don't know what wordscape is. Is that I real thing where you make as many words as you can? And it's not a wheel. The letters There's one, you know, where you have the alphabets letters. show up in a wheel, but this is like a crossword. Oh, it's like I a general crossword. I have no idea. And it's fascinating. It is. And you go up, as you go up um, a level, it gets harder and I harder. don't do Sudoku. I miss that phase. But so we were know. majorly into crosswords. We, and we, had a, we had a phase when we did crosswords. We, we have said it so many times on this podcast. For those who missed the earlier episodes, that's how we actually met and started going out when we used to go and have... You I mean, know, we didn't meet like that. I didn't, I didn't say, oh, that's a nice crossword you're doing. No, of course not. But we... There was something we bonded over. Correct. That just for those who don't know... Yeah. After we used to finish, uh, we used to do a Saturday morning breakfast show together. On radio? On radio. In and India? After, in India. And uh, after we finished, yeah. we it was like... Uh, it was like a what? It was like something we had to do. It was a Saturday ritual it, for us it, it to became, go and it have became a, a... It became a ritual. Yeah. That um, after the show finished, mm. most people go for their produ producers' meetings and all that. We used to go across the road mm. to this uh, very fancy ice cream kind of restaurant which is very famous in Delhi yeah well, for its hot chocolate sundae yeah hot chocolate fudge yeah HCF yeah and, and it's American breakfast stacks of and pancake and so we, used to have, so we used to have this American breakfast yeah and in those days in one of the Indian newspapers called the Statesman I think no Asian, Asian Age. Age Asian Age they used to carry the Guardian crossword yeah so we used to do that every Saturday. Yeah. And that's... That was uh, that was part of our breakfast ritual. It was. After we'd done our show. So yeah, Wordle has become huge. I looked at it. It didn't appeal to me at all. I think I'm going to stick to my Wordscapes. Um, something else caught my attention this week. And I've actually... Um, I'm contemplating, not uh, competing, but had I been asked to compete, what I would make. I'm talking <laughs> about... Suspense her is killing me. I'm talking about Her Majesty's 70 years on the throne this year 
um, the Queen of England becomes the longest reigning monarch in British history ever. Isn't now, she already the longest reigning monarch? She is, but 70 years, I believe, you know, like is naturally a landmark worth celebrating. And they're going to be under COVID restrictions and after, especially after the miserable two years that the world has had. I think they plan to do a couple of special things remember, for the Queen, for I the country. I remember 10 years ago. Hmm. Uh, 2012. Hmm. This is 2022 now. Yeah, so when it was 20, the 60th. It was 60th, and it was also the London Olympics. Yeah, there was a huge. When she uh, did that famous thing with James Bond, J Daniel Craig, oh, yes, uh, at yeah. the opening of the Olympics. So even this year, one of the things that Fortram and Mason is championing, which is a fantastic shop here for those who don't know, in Piccadilly. In Piccadilly, Fortram and Mason, they are uh, they're running a competition. Can I? I know I, I'm butting in again. I'm putting my finger up. Total trivia, Fortram and Mason. Do you know that they invented? The scotch egg. Really? Yeah, I think it was in 17-something. Hmm. They've been grocers to the royal family ever since they, they started shop, in a way. And they are championing um, a competition which is called uh, Pudding Fit for a Queen. And they're urging the British public to send in their entries. And they've given a long uh, description of what exactly a pudding, what would qualify as a pudding. It doesn't have to be, you know, even Indian dessert. I suppose dessert in any shape or form. But they've laid down the rules very clearly. And they're urging the British public to come up with an idea of what they would serve the Queen when she celebrates her 70th um, uh, year on the throne. And, uh, you know, like pointing out that how food and important celebrations have gone hand in hand in this country for a long time. For instance, coronation chicken, apparently that was crafted for the Queen's 1953 coronation. Uh, similarly, there's that, you know, that Battenberg cake, which yeah, is, yeah. I feel That's, is famously it, very it, hard to make. Battenberg is what, German? Yeah. So that was created to mark the marriage of Queen Victoria's granddaughter, Princess Victoria, who was marrying Prince Louis of Battenberg or something that was in the 1880s. There are so, many things named after people. Um, I can't think of any royal ones um, from the top of my head now, but mm. I, I remember that Melba Toast mm. was named after Melba, mm. Dame Melba, the opera singer. Mm. Uh, obviously, Pavlova, we all know, mm. was a ballet dancer. Yep. And there's always that um, intrigue about the margarita pizza slice. Was it named after Queen Margarita, the Queen oh, you of meant Naples? The, you meant the pizza here? Yeah. I thought you meant the drink. No, uh, no, no. I think it was uh, the pizza. Mm. Was it uh, Queen... Um, Margarita of Naples. That yeah. makes sense. It, Italy. Or was it named after, or maybe the drink was named after Rita Hayworth, hmm. whose real name was Margarita Hayworth. Hmm. So I'm not quite sure about that one. I do know that in India, in pre-independent times, the ledikeni, which is a Bengali dessert, sweet, extremely sweet. I wrote about this one. Um, really yeah, sweet. was named Remember. after Lady Canning. Lady Canning Lord yes. Canning was the Viceroy of India at the time. She was married to Lord um, Canning, Lady Canning, and it was in her honour that they invented the Lady Canning. So yeah, food and, and royalty or food and important occasions have always been celebrated. In I certain. wonder in a hundred years time, people will be singing nursery rhymes about it like, uh, uh, like Little Jack Horn. Oh. Uh, Georgie, Georgie Poji pudding and pie hmm. kissed the girls and made them cry. Georgie Poji was King George, wasn't hmm. he? Hmm. And there was also uh, little Jack Horner sat in a corner eating his pudding and whey. Something no. curd and whey. I can't remember what it was. Hmm. was no, it I'm thinking what about. Thumb, you're thinking of yeah, Little yeah, Miss Muffin. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm little Miss Muffin. Sorry. I'm thinking of Georgie po uh, not Georgie Poji. Little Jack Horner sat in a corner. I can't remember what he did, hmm. but he put in his thumb and pulled out a plum or something hmm. from his pie. Yeah, very much possible. I was thinking I would possibly put up a well-made kheer as my pudding fit for a queen. Done the proper way. Not the group that you pour out of a, a tin in this country and pass off as rice pudding. But a proper 
हिंदुस्तानी खीर खीर इज राइस पुडिंग बट यू पुट सम पिस्ता ऑन टॉप सैफरन पिस्ता आराम से उसे धीरे-धीरे काट के यू नो इट हैज टू बी रिड्यूस्ड इट हैज टू बी टर्न येलो नो येलो इज इफ इट्स सैफरन इफ इट्स इफ यू डोंट ऐड द सैफरन इट वोंट टर्न येलो बट विद ऑल योर नट्स एंड ड्राई फ्रूट्स एंड योर इलायची एंड योर बादाम एंड इट कैन जस्ट बी एब्सोल्युटली फैबुलस आई थिंक दैट्स द बेस्ट थिंग अबाउट खीर इट कैन बी ड्रेस्ड अप और ड्रेस्ड डाउन डिपेंडिंग ऑन हाउ यू यू मेंशनड द कॉर्नेशन चिकन दैट्स क्वाइट द सेम थिंग राइट योर कॉर्नेशन चिकन इज बेसिकली येलो इट्स बेसिकली चिकन विद करी पाउडर इन इट या वेल व्हाटएवर but um, th- this is something that a-, a lot of foodies are talking about because it's got a very distinguished panel of judges who will pick the final winner but um, yeah it is going to be quite interesting one of the judges i believe is that young she's not a young girl but she's still a young woman hmm. I, i think she's 29 30 hmm. who um, who no one heard of about a year or year half ago now she's got the best selling book and she's got a huge instagram page i forgot her name something done rosie i can't remember her name yeah But she's doing really well. She's the baker of the of the lockdown. You mean two years ago nobody had heard of her, and no, now suddenly she's overnight she's book. become an overnight sensation. So yeah. she's one of the judges as well. You know what about a Victoria Sponge? I'm sure the, a Victoria Sponge must have some royal connection, oh, right? Of course, I think it must be Queen Victoria. Hana, we are not amused. Yes, let's talk about a film that we mentioned in our last, last podcast, but we hadn't seen it then. We've actually seen it since then. Pushpa. Pushpa. The Rise Part One. I don't know why they said the rice part. Obviously there's a part 2. Yeah. Is what, it what his name is Pushpa Raj. Pushpa Raj. Pushpa Raj. I enjoyed the movie. Hmm. It's very 70s style. Hmm. With uh as if it was remade by Tarantino. Hmm. You agree with that? I think so. It reminded me of the Salim Javed films, Amitabh Bachchan and his angry young man persona. I felt that it was a resurrection of that character coming back. And Frankly, it was probably a homage to that kind of movie. When I started watching, I didn't think I'd make it to the end of the film, but there was you were right. There's something about it. It is a thaka hua tried and tested Salim Javed kind of a plot, but there's something about the way it has been shot. It is about this, you know, illegitimate kid who jaise bachchan ki filmon mein Salim Javed ki filmon mein kehte the na ki no matter how much money or power he has, he wants acceptance, legitimacy, love. That's what this. Apun ko ijjat chahiye. Main ye pheka hua paisa nahi uthata. आज भी मैं फेंके हुए पैसे नहीं उठाता। What did he say in this one? I can't remember. You know, he doesn't say anything like that, but the vibe is the same. You know, and I think that is what people are really enjoying. And a lot of people are pointing out and saying that the success of Pushpa in the north of India—that's what's baffled people, right? Because the dubbed version, dubbed brilliantly by Shreya Stalpade, um, the dubbed version is raking in the moolah. The man Manisha of Goldmine Films—he's yes. made so much money. Now he was going to. release one of alarjuns mm-hmm. yeah earlier movies ala vaikunthapurumulu well said can you say that again ala vaikunthapurumulu right he was so, released in hindi in hindi but two years ago this was a alu arjun i think you should explain to people why he's not doing it now yeah. apart from all the money he must have been paid not to do it yeah of course he's been paid off but uh, in a recent story i read in fact early this morning he said to a newspaper that yeah i've come to a an agreement with the makers of shehzada because shehzada is being remade ala vaikunthapurumulu is being remade in hindi with akartikarian it's called shehzada and it doesn't come out until the end of the year so naturally those guys got very worried thinking that you know if we give the public the dubbed version now considering no one's going to watch that movie no one's going to watch it so he's come to some kind of a, an agreement with them naturally as you're saying he's been paid a lot of money but what he has also told his alwarjun fans because he promised it as a 26 january release yeah so he what he said to them is that okay i'm not releasing it in the theaters but it will be out on tv for people to watch so he's done a sneaky thing you know So in India at least people will still be able to watch it on on satellite TV of on course, the 6th. By the time most people hear this uh, podcast it will yeah. be 26 January. 26 January. 
स्वतंत्रता दिवस इज छब्बीस जनवरी स्वतंत्रता दिवस इज quintessential bollywood hero of today is an alpha male who's just far too much into gadgets and six packs and locations and you know uh, item numbers and all the rest of it this is just, this just breaks it down to a very simple story for anyone who hasn't seen the movie in a nutshell hmm. the story is it's a kind of rags to riches story story of a, a legitimate poor kid hmm. who rises up the ranks to become a sandalwood smuggler that's right and uh, where it actually part 1 ends very precariously uh, on a note where naturally he's he's killed off baddies left right and center they will be held to pay in the next part right people are paying for his blood and, and there's a cop who's paying for his blood as well yeah who's again you told me you pointed out and said how he's, he's become a very big name in ott dramas and he's crossed over to to bollywood as he well he's a big theater actor yeah so this is you know in front of our eyes and i think lockdown has kind of just speeded up the process but we see the breaking down of barriers we see south indian stars now flooding bollywood and and really i think challenging a lot of the established bollywood actors because it is no longer about which khan is in the movie or how many crores um was spent on making the film at the end of the day the story has to touch a chord with the masses and if it does doesn't matter whether it's dubbed whether it is a south indian actor whether it is a north indian actress it doesn't matter if the story is good it is finding its audience now well i think it's time to wrap up but just before i go um, about 2 years ago we mentioned meatloaf unfortunately he passed away this week mm. and we went to see his musical mm. it was one of the first cassettes i remember my friend ever gave me mm. years and years ago and he we went to see the musical and just to recap for people who don't know that um, we were lucky enough to be in the theater with him he was there he was a full man with a walking stick but it was a great moment for us It was wonderful because they didn't reveal it right till the end when the cast came and took their final um bows bows once twice then they suddenly made an announcement and said ladies and gentlemen Meatloaf is in the house and then the spotlight fell on one of the royal balconies which we weren't too far away from yeah and i think the roar was louder than yeah anything else that we'd heard that night but it was absolutely wonderful another big story again i'm touching upon it only because the next episode comes around in 2 weeks by which time we'll have much more details on this but uh, priyanka chopra and um, nick jonas became parents to a baby girl via surrogacy that has become a big news as well um, all across the world because they're global superstars right and people are talking about how the baby arrived 4 weeks early um uh, 12 weeks early sorry 3 months early no name uh, we don't no know name. the name of the baby yet she's still in hospital but naturally priyanka and nick absolutely overjoyed and we wish them the very best and it's it's um it's always wonderful to see people send their best wishes to a couple because there are just I, as many people who you know she's going to get a lot of hate yeah you know? yeah but that i think she's above that you know yeah, she's you know she she knows also she's going to get it but that's yeah. fine you know just talking about um, kids and all did mm-hmm. you read this weird thing that uh, the pope uh, it's not weird for anyone who i'm not trying to insult anyone here, but you know the pope said that if you don't have kids and you choose to have pets mm-hmm. you're actually very selfish 
Any thoughts on that? Yeah, that is a very strange thing to say. I know you mentioned it to me the other day because I think at the end of the day, it is always a person's choice whether they want to have kids or not, whether they want to have pets or not. And to say that choosing one over the other actually means that you're being very selfish doesn't logically in my head it doesn't make any sense. No, I think what he's trying to say is that so many orphans deprive kids look after who, them who need know. a home. Yeah. Um, anyway, send in your reaction. hate mail and reaction. Yep. And uh, we'll talk about it maybe next time. Until then. Ciao. See you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye now.